Hey guys, Regina here. Be sure to stay tuned to the end of today's episode for a very special giveaway with Gaston Luga. Hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. I just came by to stir your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Perfectly Imperfect. I'm Regina. <laughs> and I'm Christine. <laughs> laughing and I'm trying to get Regina's life together. <laughs> I know. It's like literally just a never-ending me trying to get my life together. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Why I'm laughing is because it took us literally an hour to get started on this recording. <laughs> oh, my and God. It so- actually did. It's, <laughs> it's an hour later. Oh, my God. Christine, what have you been up to recently? Yeah. So recently, I surprised Jack for his birthday. Ooh. I know. I know. So fun. So yeah, for our birthdays, we like to surprise each other. Jack is someone who is the type of person that's just like super chill. He's like the easiest person to surprise. It's just like, oh, can you just save Saturday? Cool. All right. <laughs> he doesn't ask questions. He's down with whatever. For me, I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? Where are we? <laughs> Do I need to pack underwear? <laughs> Do I need a swimsuit? <laughs> exactly. And I guess like a billion things. I'm like, are we going to Japan? Oh my God. Are we going to go pe- a panda? Like just the most outrageous things. And he's like, can you stop asking questions? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so you said get ready at night. Do you mean 7 p.m. or 6.30? Because that can be a difference between this show or that show. And he's like, we're not going to go see a show. <laughs> so- You're awful. You're terrible. <laughs> at this oh my god I, one of my best friends Iris she's like this as well where like I, I f- can't really tell if she like loves or hates surprises but she ruins every surprise <laughs> what type of person are you do you like to get surprised do you not I love surprises Ooh, I truly truly love surprises and like if I know someone's like trying to surprise me like I try not to probe because Aww. like I like to be kind of surprised but then sometimes I like will accidentally find out things but I do love surprises and I like surprising other people oh yeah yeah. like it feels really good when you just get them unexpectedly (laughs) the way you said it was kind of like it's like I'm I'm standing behind them with a knife stab you yeah (laughs) gotcha (laughs) what about you do you like surprises I do I really do, but I think the but you ask eight hundred <laughs> questions beforehand. I know Jack is always asked. He's like, "Why? Why can't you just like experience it?" Mm. I think it's the event planner in me. In my head, I'm like, "Okay, so what does this mean, and what does that mean?" And I think I do it not because I don't like to be surprised, but because I like to learn mm. so that. I can surprise other people. That actually brings me more joy. Mm. So surprising other people makes me happier than me getting surprised. Mm -hmm. I think the surprise has to be something that I like. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like I think that's the thing about surprises is like I like being surprised, but I think as I got older, I was like, oh, but there are only like five things I would ever want to be surprised with. (laughs) 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 And then when it's outside this, I'm just like, oh, this this is great. I don't know. I just think surprises overall are like really fun no matter what it is. But yeah, definitely agree that like there are very specific things that I would like to be surprised by. Oh, okay. So then from that, (laughs) let's dive right in. (laughs) 
why don't you try doing a transition? I feel like I always do the transitions. Oh, well, um, now that we know how our different personalities or <laughs> how we <laughs> how we each like surprises or adapt to oh god, this oh, is god. You're ruining it. (laughs) Um, Now that we know whether or not we like surprises, (laughs) Christine, let's talk about personality types. (laughs) Oh God, so cringeworthy. Oh, that was so good. (laughs) Yeah, this is why I can't do improv. All right, no, that wasn't that wasn't bad. That it's true. We talked about what we liked and didn't like, which revealed something about our personality. So now we're going to go into personality test. Yay! Who are we? Right? Ooh, who are we? I don't uh, know. I actually, you do know because <laughs> spoiler. Alert. <laughs> actually, I won't give it away. I won't give well, it away. Yeah, we'll no, we'll talk. We'll talk about it later in the episode. But yeah, Christine and I took the Meyer Briggs personality test. I think that back in like 2013, yes, 2012, maybe even. Christine and I had both already taken it. And then we were like discussing our results. Mm -hmm. But now it's been a few years. And so it was really fun to kind of revisit the test to see how much we have changed or not changed. (laughs) I feel like this podcast has always been about us having a better understanding of ourselves. And what better way to do that than a personality test? Exactly. Yeah, we always talk so much about like evolving and changing over time as people, as women. Taking these tests, it's a really good way to kind of reflect on ourselves if we agree with it or and our thoughts about each other's results to really see like mm-hmm. what parts of us have changed and what other core values remain the same. So yeah, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. So in 2013, when I took it, the Myers-Briggs, I was an INFP and that's the idealist. When I took it just the other day, I am an ENFP and that's the inspire. So the main difference is I went from an introvert to an extrovert. Hmm. How about you, Regina? So <laughs> we're both laughing because mine's a little anticlimactic considering the fact that I have stayed the same in 2013 and 2019. I've literally taken this test on like three to four different like websites and I've read all the different ways that the different like websites will kind of portray an ENFJ and it's always freakishly accurate and I always feel so attacked because I'm like oh my god it's like someone's like inside my mind <laughs> writing this about me. I am a ENFJ through and through. Mm-hmm. And the name of ENFJ is The Giver. Ooh. So yeah, the main difference between me and Regina is the last letter. So we're both mm-hmm. extroverted. We both mm-hmm. are intuitive, feeling, but she's judging and I'm perceiving. And you said that in a very negative way and I do <laughs> not appreciate that. <laughs> so the first letter is extrovert versus introvert. And being an extrovert, both me and Regina get energy from being around other people. Versus introverts, it drains them of energy to be around other people. Mm -hmm. And then the second letter is sensing versus intuition. Sensing your practical, down-to-earth, concrete, focused on present and past, you're detail-oriented and literal. Versus intuition, you're visionary, future-oriented, imaginative, conceptual, abstract, focused on meanings, and you like to read between the lines. Mm. So both me and Regina are intuition. Mm Mm-hmm. So the third one is feeling versus thinking. And for feeling is what me and Regina are. We're concerned with values, what's the best for the people involved. We like to do whatever that will establish or maintain harmony. And we're caring, warm, and tactful. 
We like communication, we're concerned for others, and we make decisions with our heart. Versus thinking you're trying to find the basic truth or principle to be applied, you analyze pros and cons, and use more of your logic. You enjoy technical and scientific fields, logic is more important, and you like to make decisions with your head. Mm -hmm. And the last one is judging versus perceiving. And so this is where Christine and I differ. So for judging, it's people who like to have things decided, who are task oriented, who like to make lists of things to do, who like to get their work done before playing, avoid rushing just before a deadline. But the downfall is that sometimes they're so focused on the goal that they miss new information versus perceiving. They like to stay open and respond to whatever happens, appear to be loose and casual, like to keep plans to a minimum. They like to approach work as play or mix work and play. They work in bursts of energy, are stimulated by an approaching deadline, but sometimes they stay so open to new information for so long that they miss making the decisions when they are needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the main difference, judging like things orderly, things decided, life under control versus perceiving flexible, spontaneous, and you want to like understand and adapt to the world versus organize it. It's funny because like as I'm reading the perceiving, I think that I always thought that I'm a very perceiving kind of person. But then when I try it, I'm like, oh my God, no, I cannot have this. (laughs) Like I always like to think that I'm like this like free spirit kind of person, especially since like I travel so much. Like you would think that I'm down for spontaneity, which I am in like a controlled situation. Like this past weekend, I went to Colorado with some of my friends and like a lot of the guys plan the trips. And what I've noticed is like when guys plan trips, they're just like, oh yeah, this day we can do this. And then, yeah, all right. We just have four days here versus like when me and my girlfriends plan trips, it's broken down by like morning, lunch, dinner, and then like afternoon and all of that. (laughs) And so I think that like, I like to be like, oh yeah, like I'll just go with the flow. But then like when it actually comes down to, I'm like, oh my God, where are we going? If we like come upon something like by accident, like I'm totally fine with that. But I think I like to have like a general idea of what's going on. It's really funny because like a couple of my best friends are type A people. And my cousin in particular is a type A person. And she was like, type A people are the most fun people because we know when we're going to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the irony in that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like when I went to go visit you in New York, I'm definitely like your guy yeah. friends, right? I'm just like, yeah. Um, You're like, oh yeah. We'll I just... don't know. We'll go eat. <laughs> that was and I the was mo- like, here's a spreadsheet of what we're yeah. going to be doing for the next five days. <laughs> like Regina could not operate. She's like, no, but what are you going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I'm like, why don't we just order in then? (laughs) She's like, what? Yeah. Like literally, well, I just want to make sure like, see, this is already like my personality coming out. Like I want to make sure that you guys do and see everything that like you want to see. Cause like I have friends who would come to New York with like an agenda and be like, these are the 10 things that I want to do. Can you help me like organize it? And like, I really enjoy that. So then I'll be like, oh, okay, well these activities are all together and these are together. So I'll group it like that. And so I try to do the same for you. But then I also know that you were like, very like, I don't really care what I see. I care more about what I eat. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, when Christine came to visit me, you were there for like, what, almost a week, like a good six days. And we spent two of those days indoors ordering Postmates. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm more about comfort. Ah, okay. I'm I'm not about what I eat. That's more Jack. I'm just like, I'm super chill when it comes to 
too chill for a lot of people when we're traveling. So there's quite a bit of friends that I know I wouldn't be able to travel with because they're just like, oh my God, why even come all the way out here if you're just going to like stay in the hotel? You know, not that I stay in the hotel, but I'm not like, oh, I'm just like, okay, well, what do we feel like doing today Mm. versus okay, if we're going to Japan, it'll be different. We're going to New York. Right. Because then it's, it's more out of reach. Like Japan, you're like, oh, the opportunity to come here is a lot less. But I, I'm more like, okay, there are general things that I would like to do while here in Japan. But I'm not like, this day we're doing this. This day we're doing that. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that is the main difference between me and Regina. <laughs> <laughs> if you cannot already tell. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into our actual personality types because I find okay. that part really interesting and what we actually think about the results and what we agree with. What I really like about the Myers-Briggs is that they'll have like, okay, an ideal situation, you would be like this. And this is how the giver really can shine in this area. But Mm -hmm. a really crappy giver, (laughs) you know, can be manipulative in this way and blah, blah, blah. So there's Mm -hmm. two sides to it, or there's a spectrum of what Mm -hmm. you can be in that. And that Mm kind of gives you room to be introspective about it and like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, so where am I on that? So even though Regina has been the giver consistently the giver yeah but like she may be moving on that spectrum so Mm -hmm. you know there's growth and change happening within that personality type yeah and I think it's really cool with the Meyerbergs that like they tell you how all of these traits like work with one another Mm. like in conjunction like you know Christine and I of the four letters we have the same three and then our last one is different and that like makes a huge difference in like population size in personality types in the way that we react and adapt to things so yeah if you guys haven't taken it you guys definitely should it's a lot of fun But anyway, let's jump into our personality types. Yeah. So why don't you go first since yours is the same. Okay. So my strengths are tolerant, reliable, charismatic, altruistic, natural leaders, and weaknesses are overly idealistic, too selfless, too sensitive, fluctuating self-esteem, and struggle to make tough decisions. Mm. I remember the first time I read The Giver, I was like, oh my gosh, someone's been following me and they wrote this about me. Like it was just very freakishly accurate. There's like a photo of you. Yeah. (laughs) There's just, it's just me. (laughs) You're getting Um, mad that you guys didn't plan the trip exactly the way that you guys should. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. But yeah, like I think that I am very much so an ENFJ. They say that ENFJs are very people focused. They make things happen for people and get their best personal satisfaction from this. And that is something that I have actually been told, like since I was a little kid, that I get too involved in everyone else's issues and then I don't focus on mine Mm. or other people's issues become my issues. And then I get insecurity built up from situations that may not have even happened to me. But because I went through it with someone else, I feel like I went through them myself. Oh yeah, that's absolutely true for you. Yeah. And so it's really interesting because I think that throughout the years of taking this test, my extroversion has kind of been the one that changes a little bit more. Like I'll be either a little more on the extroverted side or like I'll have a little bit more introversion. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think for the most part, I am very much so like a people person. I like to be around people and kind of like, I I don't like to use the word manage because it sounds like work, but essentially like manage everyone. Like I like to get everyone to be in like a collaborative state. And that's something that I've like always really enjoyed. And this is my one of my like favorite things that they said about ENFJs. It says ENFJs do not like dealing with impersonal reasoning. 
which is extremely true. (laughs) It says they don't understand or appreciate its merit and will be unhappy in situations where they're forced to deal with logic and facts without any connection to human element. And I think that time and time again, that is what drives me, like that human connection. Like I think that in like work environments and such, what I've noticed is that I'm always much more focused on how the team feels and like trying to find a solution that makes the general population happy in order to kind of get the projects moving forward. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, it says here that you guys are like natural born leaders, right? So Mm -hmm. I completely agree with that in that being a leader at the heart of it is basically how to motivate and inspire the group of people that you're leading versus pushing for just what you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's funny too, because I've also been told that I like push too much, Mm. which is also an ENFJ personality type. Uh, So the spectrum of that. Yeah, Yeah. It's the spectrum where like I so much so want like one thing for one person And like, sometimes it may not come across to me that like, that might not be what they want. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember in our master's program, like we had to do this thing where everybody writes a pro and con about another person in the class. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the ones that was like, kind of more consistent. (laughs) I think that I can rub people the wrong way where people were saying that I was like too aggressive and like I pushed too hard and like was inconsiderate about their feelings, which I don't think I was inconsiderate. I just think that like I could see their potential Mm. (laughs) and they just didn't agree with that. So like, I guess that can come off as like a very negative way. It's funny though, because it also says that like ENFJs are like extreme manipulators. But in like Ooh. the the best way possible, kind of. <laughs> I like how you just try to soften that for yourself. But in like the best way. We manipulate well, people in the best way. Okay, not in the worst way, guys. <laughs> it says that that's, we have... This, oh my God, that's spoken like a true manipulator. <laughs> oh my God. We were just manipulated, guys. You guys are all being manipulated by my charm. Oh my God. It, it says that ENFJs are never ill-intentioned, but they do have the tendency to like try to get other people to do exactly what they want. <laughs> so basically you think you guys know what's best or feel like you know what's best yeah so looking at somebody else's potential you're judging what you think their potential is Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and that's interesting for me to hear that about you because you've always been significantly younger than me Mm -hmm. and I always felt like I was like that Mm -hmm. to the people younger than me so I've never seen Mm -hmm. that side of you because you've never Mm -hmm. done that with me (laughs) yeah I mean like it also varies right like different relationships with different people probably with my friends my age like I'm more like I think that like when it comes to stuff like this like with our age difference sometimes I like kind of like look to you and I'm like okay you can lead the way because you're older and then when I'm with my friends sometimes it fluctuates I think like sometimes I let others take the lead and then sometimes I will take the lead I feel like I'm the kind of person who will always be willing to jump into that position if like everybody else is kind of like I don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. Um, but if someone else has a more I don't want to say aggressive personality type but like maybe more strong personality type and they're like oh I got this and I'm like all right cool I don't have to worry about it. Like, mm. I don't feel the absolute need to be in control all the time. Mm. Oh my God, you guys are so complex. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so what are like the dark things about being an ENFJ? 
I think some of the darker things about being an ENFJ, it says that ENFJs are so externally focused that it's especially important for them to spend time alone. This can be difficult for some ENFJs because they have the tendency to be hard of themselves and turn to dark thoughts when alone, which is like extremely true. Oh my God. You're like the dark night. Yeah. (laughs) I have like my own lair where I brood at night. (laughs) bats. Oh, Um, my people understand me. Yeah. (laughs) Like I think that I just have the tendency to like get really hard and like down on myself. Like when I'm around other people, I am definitely a lot more confident than I am when I'm alone, which is Mm. weird, right? Because like, I think for some people, it's like they're less confident when they're around other people because then they see other people's accomplishments and feel insecure about their own. I don't really get that vibe. Like when I'm with other people, it's the extrovert in me, you know, like I'm excited to be around them and like excited to be around that energy. Mm -hmm. But then when I'm by myself, that's when I start being like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. what am I doing with my life? Like, how do I compare to these people? And I just become like my own worst critic. Another thing that they said ENFJs do is like, they like to plan a bunch of activities to avoid kind of dealing with that, which... Uh I do. I've noticed that like if I'm not in a great mood, I'll just try to make a bunch of plans with a bunch of people to do things, see things. And then that's just me like avoiding having to sit in my room by myself. Like I don't like silence Mm -hmm. is what I've noticed. And I always thought it was because I grew up in a household where we were all really loud and everyone liked to listen to their TVs really loudly. Someone was always on the phone and stuff like that. So like, even when I'm alone, I actually haven't been listening to music as much. And I just like play a TV show. It makes me feel like there's stuff going on. And like Mm. when I'm trying to focus or get a project done, like I like to go to coffee shops where people are kind of buzzing around me. So I don't feel just like so stranded. Like my perfect situation, which is just sitting at a coffee shop with no one talking to me, but like people around. Oh, that's so interesting. I mean, everything that you said, I can totally see that in you. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that where being around other people, there's kind of that distraction Mm -hmm. and excitement. And then when you have to go home by yourself and you're Mm -hmm. alone, and that's why a lot of people have a lot of dark thoughts late at night when they're Mm -hmm. in bed and they can't go to sleep, right? Because that's the time where it's just them and it's silence. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are uncomfortable with that, but it completely makes sense Mm -hmm. that that's where you have to kind of face your inner critic, your the voices, the fears. And that's where the comparisons start to come versus like, Mm -hmm. for some people like me, when I'm around someone that I'm feeling like, oh, wow, this person's so amazing. The comparisons are happening. The inner critics are sparking there. Mm -hmm. So I feel it then. But it's so interesting Mm -hmm. to hear from you that when you're alone, that's when those things come flooding to you. The comparisons, kind of like an after effect. Yeah. Like I think that like when I'm with people, I'm just so focused on those people that I really don't have time to think about myself. I think that's also why like when we talked about having fighting with friends or having arguments, in the moment when I'm talking to people, I'm just so focused on them and like how they were feeling or what they're trying to say that I have a really hard time understanding what I'm going through or what I'm thinking about until like I'm alone afterwards. And that's why I'm like literally that meme that's like, oh, when you think about an argument that you had like eight hours ago and then you think about all the things that you could have said, that's that's me. <laughs> right. I mean, we did an episode about that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about just fighting with friends. But 
since you've been the giver for all these years, are there things that you've done to deal or acknowledge that side of you? I think it's interesting not having changed personalities because I feel like there's a like a fundamental core of like who I am. And then all my kind of like strengths and weaknesses mean like different things to me now. So like Mm -hmm. the weaknesses, which are being overly idealistic, too selfless, too sensitive, fluctuating self-esteem, struggle to make tough decisions. One of the things that I've noticed about getting older is that I feel like my weaknesses have amplified in a way. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like in a very weird transitional time in my life, but I just feel like all of the weaknesses that I knew were weaknesses now feel a lot more like it feels like there's a lot more at stake now. Mm -hmm. My struggle to make tough decisions is really amplified in the past year in the sense that like, I had to make really big decisions and it took me a really long time and I did struggle with that a lot. And so I think that one of the things I'm trying to do for myself is to give myself that space and that time to like reflect instead of just trying to always be on the move and always on the go. I definitely think that me being so focused on other people, while it's great because I feel like I've built really, really awesome relationships and friendships through it. I also know that I don't invest enough in myself. And this is like that time that I'm supposed to be investing in myself and allowing myself that opportunity to grow. Because as much as other people are able to support me or give me their advice, I'm the one who's living my life. Mm -hmm. And so I think in this phase of my 20s, I'm really trying to focus more so on me and create an actionable list of items that I can accomplish and build on. Yeah. And that's like really new for me because I've never done that before. Like in middle school, I remember there were times when I was supposed to be writing essays or studying for tests and I was like counseling my friend about this like boy that she liked. Like this has always been Mm -hmm. part of my DNA to be very concerned about how other people are doing. So I think now that I'm older, I feel like I'm now learning to spend that time on myself so that I can be a better person for those around me. Kind of like the, you know, when you're on an airplane, (sighs) they tell you to put on your oxygen mask before putting it on others. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of the stage of my life that I'm at now. Yeah. I love that. I love how like you're able to take the patterns that you've grown accustomed to that have worked for you in the past. And now you're in a different phase of your life where you realize that pattern no longer serves you in that way. Mm -hmm. It's not getting the results that you want. So now you're shifting that and really focusing the attention on you and your life versus distracting yourself and being the giver to other people, but yet not taking your own life in your own hands. You're not being the protagonist in your own movie, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually wrote that down before in a journal entry where it was like, I don't even feel like I'm the protagonist in my own movie. Oh, that's (laughs) interesting. Oh my God. Um, What about you? How do you feel like you've changed? I know that with your personality type, I remember we talked about this before where in college you were an extrovert. And then when I met you post-college, you were an introvert. And then now you're an extrovert again. (laughs) Can't make up your mind. I just can't decide. (laughs) 
Do I like people? Do I not? This is, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, when I met you is when we were both at Wang Fu. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting going back and reading the personality traits for the INFP, the idealist back in 2013, Mm -hmm. because it really does speak to who I was at that time and what mattered to me. A good reflection on, okay, these are the things that at the time really spoke so true. I'm like, oh my God, yes, Regina, this is so me. And and I took pride in certain things. But now looking back, it's not like I didn't take pride, but it was like, oh, now I've learned, you know, like, oh, actually, mm, I've changed. So back in 2013, you know, I had very high standards and was a perfectionist in so many ways. And I was really hard on myself and definitely didn't give myself enough credit for everything. So I really was at a point where I was overcompensating because I just didn't feel like I was enough. And I felt like I had to have control because of that, right? Because I'm like, oh my God, if I can control the situation, then people can't see that I'm not good enough. Mm. So, you know, I took really great pride in like having things be perfect because then people can be like, oh, Christine, that's so great. You know, you really took that project to another level and blah, blah, blah. But looking back now, yeah, it's because I was overcompensating and I wasn't happy with myself. And the results from that was that I often became very paralyzed. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole analysis paralysis, we talked about that, right? I was Mm -hmm. known to never really finish a project Mm -hmm. because I couldn't be perfect. It couldn't be perfect. And then if it couldn't be perfect, then I get stuck and I'm like, oh my God. And I just don't know what to do with it. So I just abandon it and run away. (laughs) And it's funny because it was also said that INFPs are flexible and laid back. Mm. (laughs) But it's like I'm flexible and laid back until one of my values is violated. When that happens, I become Mm -hmm. very aggressive and I fight very passionately for my cause. And Mm -hmm. 2013 to, I would say like three years ago, right? Mm -hmm. In my mid-20s, I was definitely (laughs) like that. For sure, right, Regina? Like just even in the workplace, Mm -hmm. as passionate as I am, it comes with that caveat. It's like, oh, but if I become not passionate about it, if Mm -hmm. you step on my values because of that, then I'm like, ah, (laughs) you know, like that passion turns to like, fury and fire Mm. instead of like love and giving. (laughs) So that was, that was me before. Now the updated and better version of me. Okay. (laughs) So 2019, Christine, I'm the inspirer. There was actually a quote that was for ENFP that I showed Christine like right beforehand. And I was like, (laughs) when I read it, I was like, I need to send this to Christine because it is her in a quote. It says, it doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ache for. And if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing, it doesn't interest me how old you are. I want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love, for your dreams, for the adventure of being alive. Basically, she doesn't care about you. (laughs) I told Regina, I was like, yeah, basically, it's like, you know what? Just shut up. I just know. (laughs) Just tell me. Tell me what really matters to you, you know? Um, yeah, 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 I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, there are definitely parts of me that quote really identifies with, but also parts of me that doing work on myself because that also lends to the part of where I'm very dismissive to what other people might think is important versus what I think is important. <laughs> so that's something that I've recognized within myself that mm. it's like, okay, no, I mean, just because we disagree doesn't mean that you're wrong and I'm right, you know? So mm. that's why I very much identify with Regina's whole like, you know, you see the potential in other people and you're like, come on, this is for you. And But yeah. then really at the end of the day, I realize that's not my life. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, yeah, I can see how for some people, they're like, oh my God, just let me live, you know? (laughs) So with ENFPs, the Inspire, pretty much, yeah, it says we love life. 
see it as a special gift and strive to make the most out of it. And that is something that is very near and true to my heart, which is why being a life coach and helping other people tap into that if you want speaks so true to me. It says that we may go through several different careers during our lifetime, which is very true. <laughs> and to onlookers, it may seem like we're very directionless and without purpose. But we're actually quite consistent in that we have a strong sense of value, which they live with throughout their lives. Mm. Yeah, that's for me. A lot of people are always like, what are you doing with your life? I mean, I've asked that to myself several times. But really, I just hold true to, okay, at the core of me, what really matters. Mm. So everything that I do, you can see like, it's like I didn't go into Wang Fu with the intention of like, oh my God, they're internet stars or whatever. It really like what spoke to me, the core true value was community, mm-hmm. right? And how we can help uplift each other. Mm-hmm. And that stay consistent. And like now being a life coach, that still is what is true to me. Yeah. Isn't it interesting to see like how we relate to our personality traits throughout the years and how it affects us as people in the way that like we perceive the situations that we're in. Yeah, totally. And that's the part where taking these tests, it's really cool to retake it, mm-hmm. to really ground yourself in like, oh, okay, it said I was this and reflecting upon that. And then you're like, wait, but now I'm more this or I've changed in this way. It's just a good checkpoint for yourself. And even reflecting back, you're like, okay, so these are the things that resonated with me, but now Mm -hmm. maybe not as much so. For example, seeing the potential in other people and you're like, okay, that's still is part of me. I still have that, right? But the way I've adjusted is that I realize, okay, I don't know what's best for them. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what's best for me sometimes, you know? So like I've adjusted to that. It's interesting to see like the common thread. Yeah. For me, I always remember saying that like, I want a job where I can help others because that was what I was taught by my parents about the medical field and just like life in general, like you should always help others. And as I'm reading like the ENFJ personality page, it's like, you will do best in a job that helps others. (laughs) And it's just kind of confirmation that this is something that I'm really passionate about and something that is so much so a part of my DNA. So when making decisions, it's like, how can I feed to that to for personal satisfaction? Yeah, yeah. And that's really part of growing up, right? And evolving. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily like, oh my God, I've changed total personality traits. I'm such a different person. It actually is in the subtle changes. Mm -hmm. And that's still progress. I think sometimes there are parts about ourselves that we hate so much or that we're like, why are we like this? And compared to Regina, why am I not like this? But in reality, it's like you're born with your core values and what speaks to you for a reason. And each of those values and how we interact with the world and see the world can just be adjusted in just a slight shift. And the world can completely unlock itself to you in that way. And how I'm going to unlock that is very different from how Regina will unlock it for her. And I think that's the beauty of all of these different personality types and different people interacting with each other because it's through that conflict that we actually are forced to grow, or ideally, or you can just be the same yeah. <laughs> and never feel like you're wrong, which, you know, I mean, some people are like that. Mm-hmm. But for me, I realized like that doesn't work for me. Because I still ran into the same patterns and producing results that I was not happy with at all. At the end of the day, it's like, okay, so being an INFP, being an ENFP, they are very true to me. But there are things about that that I know for me just didn't sit well anymore. My intuition was like, this is not me. The way mm-hmm. that I'm perceiving the situation mm-hmm. and reacting to it, I realized that the biggest difference is that that's not truth. It's just me projecting what I feel about myself 
onto the situation. Mm. So I think that's the biggest difference for me. Whether I say I'm more extroverted or introverted, maybe that's a byproduct because now I'm like, okay, <laughs> now I, I like to be around people because I'm not projecting my fears <laughs> or insecurities onto them. So I'm like, okay, you're okay now. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Versus before, since I really was so not okay with myself, I thought that other people felt that way about me. So I'm like, you know what? I need to just be alone. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, I think that's an interesting take. I feel like there is definitely truth to that. I think that, I mean, like, I think that we all have the tendency to be more closed off, especially when we're not feeling great about ourselves. Or sometimes like when we just feel like we're too wrapped up in what we are doing, like we're like, I don't have time to do it with other people. I just want to be by myself and doing my Mm -hmm. own thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that definitely like what I was saying to Christine before we started recording was I feel like I've become more extra since moving home. Mm -hmm. And I feel like probably has to do with the fact that like, I don't see other people as often now. Like I'm working from home and kind of doing projects on my own right now. It's just me, myself and I. And so now I'm like craving, I'm like, someone talk to me, be my friend. (laughs) You say that we go out so often. I don't on a like week by week. Like I really stay home a lot more now than I did. That's true. Back in, in New York. York. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a different so lifestyle. Like different yeah, season of your life. Exactly. So I think that like my extrovert has like budded again. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that we took this personality test and it reveals a lot about even if you know, for you, you've been consistent in being the giver. But I also think that's a fantastic thing because it shows consistency on what matters to you, but also how you are adjusting, evolving within that personality trait. Yeah, it's definitely like interesting to see the difference in reading the same personality page, but relating to it in such a different way now. And it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) to kind of have this like reference point because I think that when life just happens so quickly, it's so easy to just forget about like the minute details about you and your life and how you feel and all of that. But to be able to actually, you know, reference this tangible description of yourself and relate to it in a completely different way, it was fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys want to take the personality test for yourselves, we'll have everything linked in the description below. It's a really fun way to get a better sense of why you feel the things that you feel or how. And I just feel like it's fun because everybody who I've convinced to take this test will read their personality page and be like, oh my gosh, this is so, so on point. (laughs) Yeah. So if you guys do it, definitely send us messages on Instagram. We would love to see the results that you guys get and what you guys think about it as well. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us this week. And we would really love it if you could go on iTunes and please rate and subscribe to get new episodes of our podcast every Tuesday. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. We are so excited to be partnering up with Gaston Luga to give away two of their super chic and travel-friendly backpacks. We love our classy mini. It's the perfect little backpack that matches every outfit and carries all of our stuff. To enter the giveaway, be sure to follow us at perfectly.imperfect.podcast and Gaston Luga at Gaston Luga on Instagram. Head over to our most recent post and comment to let us know what your Meyer Briggs personality type is. Christine and I will each choose one winner to win a backpack of their very own. For more information about the giveaway, check out the description below. We'll see you on the gram.